Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. The Farm Answers Podcast takes a deeper look at projects funded by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's Beginning Farm and Rancher Development Program and how they are reaching beginning farmers and ranchers. Hello, Frank, Tiari, and Kiara. Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. Thank you. Greetings. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Well, I'm really excited to have all of you with me today and to hear about the great work that you're doing. So y'all are with Winston County Self-Help Cooperative and you're based out of Mississippi. Can you tell me a little bit about your organization? What do you do? Who do you serve? Yes. uh, No, first of all, again, thank you. The Winston County Self-Help Cooperative is based in Louisville, Mississippi. We're 45 miles east of the Alabama state line. This organization was formed in 1985 out of the great farm crisis where farmers in our area came together collectively to buy and sell to increase profit. Over the years, the cooperatives continue to uh, engage in the community by providing farmers and others with technical support. As you know, in small communities throughout the United States of America, you have a minimum amount of support. And so therefore, this organization came forward and have provided the leadership, not only for farmers in Winston County, but throughout the state of Mississippi and the Southeast. And so we are hinging on providing that technical support to the individuals that we work for in all areas here in rural America. It sounds like good work and you've been at it for a while. Yes, we've been at it now for almost 37 years. So it's a marriage for me. I've been a part of the organization for 34 years. So therefore I feel like it's my first marriage so tell me a little bit about the project that y'all had funded through your NIFA grant. Why why was it needed in your area or why was it necessary? Well, Betty, if you look at rural America, and I just looking at it from my perspective, I thought about it the other day when I left Mississippi in 1976, we had 12 traffic signals in Winston County. Now we're down to four traffic signals. And that indicates that we're on life support in rural America. Well, we're shrinking it uh, because of the simple fact that we're not have we're not engaging with the individuals in rural America, and so therefore this project has provided us an opportunity to give individuals a lifeline to continue to manage their natural resources. And I think uh, our team put together a great uh, proposal. It was funded. It's been doing great work uh, throughout the state with the apprenticeship where we're engaging with young farmers. And now I do see some viability in our rural community that I believe that we will be sustaining for the next century. So therefore, this is what it has meant for us as an organization. This has given us a lifeline. Now we're working directly with young individuals, and these young individuals have a great appreciation for the natural resources. Now they know that food doesn't come directly from Walmart. They can actually grow it right there in the community, right there in their own gardens, and being able to see it grow, harvest it, and then share it with other individuals in the community has built is building a lifeline for the ones kind of self help and all the individuals that we serve. Tiara or Tiari, do you have anything to add to that about the project? How this has helped beginning farmers? As our our team leader just discussed, this is definitely paving a pathway for young individuals, 18 and up, who 
grew up thinking farming was one way and has had an opportunity to do it hands-on and see things differently just with all the different improvements that have been implemented in practices. So as it was stated, we definitely sought out for this particular funding because of the need of jobs. And we have been very fortunate to, you know, assist our apprentices in figuring out what can be next steps with them through this process. Apprenticeship is so important in the world of agriculture. You really learn it best when you have that hands-on training and then you have somebody to be there to answer your questions. Correct. Exactly. People would say life is experience. You know, once you live life, you live your experiences. It's the same thing in farming. You know, you can sit there in your head and say, oh, I'm going to grow this. I'm going to grow that. And you try your hand at it and you're like, oh, what did I do wrong? So it's always great to have that great mentor, that veteran individual who can show you that pathway. Awesome. So tell me a little bit more about how the program helps beginning farmers, other aspects of the program that might be interesting for other beginning farmers to hear about. The one thing is we have to definitely talk about inflation here, right? And the price of fertilizer and seeds and things like that. And through this program, we have been able to assist those beginning farmers to maintain their goal with being able to help purchase these items, you know, so that they're not saying, oh, you know, my first, my second year, I'm with my hand in this and I'm already having to decrease my operation because I can't afford the the, the things that are needed to make this grow. So I, I would say, aside from the apprenticeship, just being able to assist beginning farmers with their crops has been a significant point in this process. Also, Betty, and I like to chime in on that, is that um, the Wisconsin Self-Help Cooperative, we are a family. We are a family of, of veteran farmers. And so having the, the apprentice being a part of our organization under this grant have offered us an opportunity to share our knowledge and to help these individuals mitigate their uh, processes of learning how to engage with the natural resources because it's extremely important as TR stated uh, with inflation, cost of fertilizer, fuel was needed in order to operate a farm. We step in the gap and have provided these individuals with our knowledge. So this offers us an opportunity to collectively to build a team and to extend the life of the Wisconsin Tough Health Cooperative and the agrarian practices in rural America. It sounds like you're really helping in an underserved community. Do you guys have a specific story about one of your farmers that you've worked with that you'd like to share? Yes, two stories. So when COVID was hot and heavy and items was very difficult in getting into the stores, our apprentices were able to actually take what they grew and gift it to the older generations so that they had some food throughout that process. But without those apprentices, the, the, the mentor, she wouldn't have been able to do that. So I think that's a, a great story to highlight that these apprentices were able to feed these individuals. To me, that was a very touching moment to know that, you know, through this process, this process we started about four years ago, just brainstorming, what are we gonna do? How, what are, how are we gonna approach this? And then for, 
one of the biggest pandemics to ever happen, definitely in our lifetimes to happen, but for us to be able to give back and assist. So that's definitely an overwhelming feeling of gratitude. And then the other story, we have a gentleman out and um, he's out in the Delta and he has been able to reduce the time needed out in the uh, field by our assistance, by us educating him on the right things to use, the right products to use, the right equipment to use, um, and just assisting him in getting those items has helped his operation tremendously. He actually was able to help with doing transplants for our cooperative members this year. And so it just has been a gift going forward. And we are totally grateful for the opportunity that BFRPD presented to us. You sound very grateful. And it sounds like there's a lot of people in your area that are likely quite grateful for the work that you've done too. Was there a lot of pivoting involved when COVID hit? Did you guys have to make a lot of changes? We did internally. We were very hands-on with the communities. Our, our, our mantra is save rural America. And so if you ever get an opportunity to meet our team leader, you will understand that particular slogan goes hand in hand with, you know, our leader and with the whole group. Our goal is to save rural America, not just in Mississippi, but across the nation. And so we used to have a lot of events that were that that brought us together. And that was one of our biggest changes, having to dial back and start being more like what we are right now on Zoom, on the teleconference calls and things like that. So that was our biggest change, just trying to figure out how to serve people without serving them in the same capacity that we've been serving for so many years. I'm just so impressed by the results that that y'all have because you still did your work. You still were able to make an impact across the supply chain, right? And getting food to people, not just growing it, but teaching people growing it and, and getting it distributed too. I think it's just awesome. How does a beginning farmer engage with your program or what kind of beginning farmer could be a part of your program? In terms of engaging with uh new and beginning farmer is an easy process for us as a cooperative uh, through our youth of experience and looking into the communities where we see that is a need. And, you know, I'm, I'm an old guy. Uh, I'm an old guy. Been in this business for a lifetime. So I will identify communities where I know there are no gardens, there's no activities in the community to uh, produce uh, locally grown uh, vegetables and uh, have conversation with people who may have interest in learning how to put their hands in the dirt and to produce good quality vegetables for their family and friends in the community. And so we identify individuals through that process, but also individuals actually call us because they know about our organization, what we do, and they always call and have interest about, well, what can I do? How can I start a farm? Then we have a relationship with our local extension uh, individual uh, in our county, and we have a retired extension person who donates his time to the Wisconsin Self-Help Cooperative. So it's by word of mind, but also it's by people that we identify, we know who has the interest and want to create a pathway forward to continue the legacy of farming. So those are some of the principal ways of, of identifying the individual for our beginning farmer program. 
I think it speaks really highly of your program if you do have word of mouth and people are coming directly to you. But you've been at this a while, like the boots on the ground that you've had over the years to identify, like here is an area that has a need for this and I'm going to go in and I'm going to try to implement farming and teach people how to grow vegetables. And this might improve their livelihood, but it also will improve the community around them as they're able to, to eat a healthier diet with more fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And uh, this is a third story. I know T uh, told you about two story, but this is a, a third story. And it's very important to me because this gentleman we identified about five years ago and he moved into the home where his great grandmother lived and she had two gardens. And so as I would drive by, I started having conversation with him about seeing his great grandmother and his great auntie out there managing the garden 25 years ago. So three years ago, he decided that he going to re-engage. It's very heartwarming when I drive through now that he had almost an acre in production and he's providing locally grown vegetables to all the senior citizens in his community where he lived. And through the cooperative, we provided him with the technical assistance that was needed for him to create this wonderful plot that he's continued to manage. And now, you know, that connectivity, he's going to pass on down to his children and grandkids. And so actually, there's going to be five generations involved in this one spot by just identifying the individual I knew probably had the probability of become a good, productive individual in the community. And not only that, Betty, he's taking that from farming and into the community. Now he's taking on the leadership of the community. Is keeping it little free. See, not only do we do farm, but it brings on the advocate side also. So the beginning farmer has many attributes y'all may not know about, but that's one of the other attributes that came out of this is the advocacy to keep the community clean and keep it safe and a wholesome place for the older generation to sustain. So it's even more than all the things I already said. You're also creating leaders in communities. And that goes back to your, is that your vision or your mission to, about rural America? It was part of the vision. And we were having a discussion the other day. And he said, well, Frank Taylor, we've been watching you and the older gentleman in the cooperative, how you all have provided for us here in the community. And he said, it's about time for us to come forward and to take on the mantle and, and lead not only from the agriculture side of it, but as a community, we must come forward now to learn underneath while you guys are still alive. And so it brings on all those connectivity, uh, not only farming, farming, you got another F, that's family. Then you got the other F, which is fertilizer, feed, and fuel. So all these Fs goes together to make it work in rural America. It sounds like just an amazing program that y'all have put together. And what is next for your program? How are you going to continue to help beginning farmers? Well, Ben, I'm going to ask you that I'm going to stop talking because they say I'm dominating the conversation, I know. But what this gives, this Star Wars program gives me hope that the next generation of people will continue to manage their natural resources. These individuals will not be dependent upon corporate America to feed them. They will have the knowledge and the skill and access to the natural resources. So that gives me hope to know that the work of the Once County Center Cooperative, beginning farmer program, know this work has been beneficial in our community and these people will be able to sustain. And when I come back 200 years later, farmer will still be engaging in our community because of the work 
of the Winston County SFF and the grant that we received from MIFA at the beginning farmers program. Very good. Well, I want to thank all of you for, for joining me today. And where can people learn more about your project? They can visit our website. They can also visit our Facebook page. They can sign up for newsletters, which comes out and they have a lot of information about the events we do. And all these stories that were told are also told in our newsletters. And what is your website? It's WCSHC.com. Cool. And they can sign up for the newsletter there? Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was fun to learn about your project. Well, well Ben, I'm disappointed. That's all. I, I, I'm just getting started. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. I know. I could talk all day. You guys got great stories. <laughs> all right, Betty. Well, thank you so much for having us. Thank we you. do appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Farm Answers podcast. This episode was hosted by Betty Burning, produced by Curtis Monken and Jeff Reisdorfer. Listen and subscribe to the Farm Answers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major streaming platforms. Tell your smart device to play the Farm Answers podcast. To learn more about this USDA NIFA BFRDP project and other projects, visit farmanswers.org. The Farm Answers podcast and farmanswers.org are funded by the United States Department of Agriculture, National Institute of Food and Agriculture, and are a product of the Center for Farm Financial Management at the University of Minnesota. 